episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. My name's Nev. It's good to talk to you, man. Uh, man, but another thing is, I don't know if it gets mentioned, but uh, you have one of the best beards in metal. <laughs> uh, you say that, but have you seen uh, Bjorn and in Inflame? Yes. Dude, beards me. And uh, yeah. I have an alright beard, and actually my beard's a little hacked up. Uh, sometimes on tour, you you know, I, I, like to, I need to get cleaned up. Right now, I need to get cleaned up. I'm all sloppy. And we were in Hamburg with a few days off, and I went to just a walk-in barber, and the dude started like bringing it on, like whoa, whoa, whoa! So he yeah. hacked the sides. So right now I'm, I'm, I'm pushing to grow the, the these back out to get it all trimmed into a nice shape. It's still powerful, still powerful, you know. Well, thank you. Makes well, makes mine like really sad. So, you know. But then, <laughs> anyway, uh, this is really just sitting around waiting for shit to happen. <laughs> Maybe I need to do that. Maybe I need to start doing that. <laughs> the new Lamb of God album, Omens, is out this week, and I've heard it. <coughs> it's just phenomenal, dude. It's such a great record. Uh, and the thing about you guys is that, you know, throughout your career, you've been consistent with your releases. And even though you've thrown a few different ingredients into the mix, you know, you haven't strayed too far from, um, you know, the the core of the band and have an alienated fan base. The fan base. Is that something you guys are conscious of when you're going into each record you're like we can go this far um well i i don't think so i, I mean i think willie and, and mark as they write stuff they will definitely they write all kinds of stuff and sometimes i write stuff at home that's like i really like this but this isn't a lamb of god riff or this is this is not this is something else hmm. um so by the time by the time the songs are coming together with like some real meat to to digest it's a uh, it's pretty much the Lamb of God sound that you know, which is, I mean, essentially the same dudes have been writing the riffs. Uh, we've all been mashing them together for for the, for a long time, but we've we've gotten good at it. We uh, it's always been very organic. We never uh, outside of uh, you know we, we might be writing a record and Josh would say, hey, you know, we really don't have like a really fast paced punch you in the face kind of song. We need to come up with one of those, write one, and then that kind of stuff will happen. But uh, generally speaking, it's very organic. And it's just, you know, uh, what a cliche bullshit answer, but it it is true (laughs) because it's, uh, we're we're very real about this. We never, this was never supposed to be like our our job. We did this because we loved doing it and we still love doing it. And it's so much fun to get on stage and perform these songs with these dudes to be the way we recorded this last record, uh, being all in the same room in an amazing, uh, at, at an amazing studio in, in LA. Like it, it's, it's still a ton of fun. And I think it really shows at least uh, in this record. And we've also gotten pretty good at, at writing, recording, performing as we've been afforded the luxury of doing this for a number of years. Call it living the dream problem. <laughs> what was that? They call it living the dream. Oh, living the dream. I thought you said yeah. something about a drain. I got a two ah, no, no. Australian accent. I've been, I've been doing European uh, accent. <laughs> uh, do you want interviews. to put on a European so, yeah, li- Living the dream. Uh, I've been, I've 
for people to hear my my ears tuned to that at this point. But it's it's not quite as glamorous as everyone imagined. It's the best job I'll ever have. I'm not I'm not complaining. I, I understand that one for sure. But, uh, you know, there's so many bangers on the record too, like outside the singles. I don't really want to spoil it for anyone, but, you know, you mentioned about the fast ones before. There's a, a denial mechanism. Dude. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's that's real hardcore, real, uh, yeah, takes you back. Yeah. We, we were a lot of times, we'll, as songs are coming together, we're like, Oh my God, we're going to make dentists so much money on this fucking riff right here. People are just going to go punch each other in the teeth. Man, it's one of those ones where I just want to like crack a tinny. You know what a tinny is. And just, <laughs> I mean, uh, a can of beer, I imagine. Man. <clears throat> just rage drink for oh, a little bit, huh? <laughs> just go straight into the pit. And, you know, man, such a good one. You know, and I think that one's going to be, I don't know if you're going to play it live, but it's going to be filthy live, as you just mentioned. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. we haven't uh, we're we're playing we're playing a few live now. We haven't finally, we haven't discussed like once we uh once we continue on this tour and the record's out, what are we going to play? It's kind of a, a a difficult thing because a lot of times fans don't really get into the songs live when they're first hearing them. So for us as performers, it feels like we're playing to a dead audience sometimes. Wow. But we want to play these new songs. I mean, yeah. kids don't really know how to respond or react. If, like you know, it's the First time they heard these live, maybe some of them are like the songs they kind of skipped over on the record or something because they wanted to hear the single again. And, but eventually it gets picked up. But it's the same on our side because before, like we've written these songs, mm. we've recorded these songs, but we haven't performed them live. And what that means, you know, are on stage playing them full of adrenaline and, you know, rock star bravado. But here you are, you got to play these typical fucking songs and pull it off at the same time. And perform because people don't want to just see you sit there and stare at your neck and yeah yeah <laughs> man I I would like that's one I hope ends up in the uh in the set list one day because that is an absolute banger right on thank you I, yeah. I really love Grayscale oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that might be one of my favorites on the record although September song is a pretty nice little uh, diversion nice little yeah I love closer it. on the record. Oh. Dude, that intro is is awesome. That, the the bass stuff. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but shit, dude. Like, oh, spoil it, spoil it. Get them excited. Yeah, it's not like yeah, you're. Yeah, it. I mean, My it's not j- like we're telling a comedian's jokes up here. We, you know, you're not even humming <laughs> the melody of the stuff. Yeah, that's it. Uh, which is what I do after the show. Um, but man, I th- I think there's so many good tracks on this, and you know, in regards to obviously the lyrics of the title track, you know, fuck it all, ignore the omens. I guess. From what I got from that is there, you know, all, all this focus on doom and gloom and, and the inevitable apocalypse that people have sort of lost, lost sight of living now, if you know what I mean, enjoying what life is has got to offer. Is that what the concept is referring to? The beautiful thing about these lyrics and, and art in general is that the 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 observer put themselves into to make sense of it. Uh, which I guess is part of the human condition, us looking for patterns and trying to relate to this crazy world we live in. Yes. Um, you would have to ask Randy specifically, but I bet you he'd tell you the same thing. But me, and putting a little myself into that, is almost, it's more of a, uh, and this is uh, this is just what I take from it. I'm not saying this is what the song is, but it's uh, kind of sarcastically like, yeah, fuck it all. Just ignore all the shit going on around you. Just keep on doing what you're going to do because, you know, 
Y'all are going to do what you're going to do. And we're fucking doomed anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that too. Hey. It's that's, all- yeah, that's how I feel about it. But that's because I, I kind of feel like we're freaking doomed. Uh, that it's too far, too gone, too greedy. And humans ultimately, we're going to get what we deserve as a species. And the earth will continue on. And whatever dominant life form takes over, hopefully is intelligent and studies us so that our arrogant human asses can feel like we were there for something. That's way better than my positive outlook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I prefer to be positive, man. But, like, you know, I can't help being cynical. Uh, I know, dude. I, in, in, in light of all the omens. Yes, yes. No, I definitely know that one. That's for sure. But, uh, you know, I did like how you also launched that website with the tarot cards. I was yeah. able to play on that. That was really cool and really clever. And I don't think bands don't really do that kind of thing anymore. You know, where they make it that really interactive, I guess. Well, we're, we're also lucky that we already kind of have an audience. There's our budgets behind people with marketing degrees because we're with a record label that, like, has plans to do all this stuff, as opposed to where we came from, which is, you know, five idiots in a van pulling up to your, your house party. <coughs> um, but, you know, the clever ideas in marketing are, are what's going to help people to stand out in this um, glut of information that we sift through every day. That's true. That's true. But I just thought it was cool that you could click on the thing and then you get a preview of a, a song that hasn't been released yet. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without, you know, it's cool. It was really cool. And what also, it also helps that there's some pretty badass songs to, to market. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, in regards to the album cover, you know, it has, you know, your, your skeletal bird, which is, has been sort of a recurring theme with the, the band for, for years now. What's, uh, you know, what's the meaning behind that? For you guys um well it kind of came out of uh, uh oh, shit. <laughs> it, it was uh the warbird on the uh on the album cover it was ashes right yeah uh and that bird just kind of like became people like really focused on that and uh became kind of iconic in some ways the bird swooping with the with a bullet in its mouth and we were using that as a separate piece uh throughout our sets and stuff and that just kind of evolved it's the same artist who's been doing our records since our record cover since Burn the Priest, uh, Ken Adams. So it's, uh, you know, it's still in house with used as a Lamb of God reference that we've used many times before. And I think it came out fantastic. Yeah. It was my favorite, favorite album cover after, after the Burn the Priest, uh, original one. Do you still have all those covers? Do you have them hanging up in the house? I don't. Uh, I should. Uh, I I do have one uh, a cover of our old uh, cassette demo that we used to to book house parties. I don't have the actual cassette, but it was four songs, same thing on each side. Wow, man, that's it's cool to have. You know, I was going through a box and found a whole bunch of old band stuff, but not as cool as your stuff. <laughs> yeah, but the, here's here's the problem: is I got a bunch of boxes full of a bunch of shit, and it's like what. What am I going to do with this? Like my kids are going to be like, "Oh, shit! All right, dad's passed. And what the fuck are we going to do with all this? All these tour books and laminates? Like, what's the point?" Oh, I don't know. It's kind of special. It, but, yeah. It's special. But it's- if, if I could turn it into something more useful before before we go up in a in a ball of flames, like yeah. charity auctions or something. But then again, who the fuck wants that shit? Man, you'd be surprised. You'd be. I, I would be. What people I would be. Off right now, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, uh, you know, I know you get asked a lot about, obviously, Richmond. Um, 
but you know, one of my favorite bands is obviously Gwar. Um, you know, uh, Dave Brocky was was my absolute hero. How was it kicking around with him? Uh, he's a beautiful human being. He, he's a, a, a legend, a character. He was a, a friend of mine there and sorely missed. Uh, he, he was an institution in Richmond in some ways. Mm. We actually early on approached him to ask him if he would manage us. Wow. <laughs> he, and, he, and he appropriately laughed at it. <laughs> Such a tight thing to do. And that, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, the, Guar has been very helpful to us over the years. They took us out on our first real tour uh they've just been super supportive of us in every every way possible and i actually got to catch up with them for the first time not long ago at a festival and i'm gonna see them again in like another week oh man that's awesome they're they're awesome people hey whole bunch they really of, are yeah like bunch of communist hippie artists <laughs> oh man miss dave he was awesome but uh obviously oh, yeah. You know, we're probably running out of time, but uh, Australia and Lamb of God have always had a very, very special uh, relationship there. And, uh, man, do you think there's a possibility in the future that you will come back somehow, somewhere? Well, I I will say that we do have a new record now. Yes. That part of the job of putting out a record is a tour, which unfortunately didn't do a last one. I only guess because you know bass player to keep me in the dark most of the time. But you and I are talking. I can only imagine that this is stirring up or moving towards something amazing. Mm. I don't take that as any kind of confirmation or anything. But I personally would love to be back down there and hang out with y'all Australians and play some shows. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, I've seen you guys play festival. I've seen you guys open for Metallica. I've seen you in, uh, and, it, and it's always a good time. You always put in a hundred percent, and uh, the fans love. Well, it. We've had tons. So we're coming in our best form once we can finally get done it. Man, be amazing. But uh, John, thank you so much again for hanging out on the show, and appreciate you around with all the. the Yeah, sorry, we are on tour today, and uh, if I think about it, I'll remember where we are. We're in California. We are in uh, Fresno, I think. Yes, we're in Fresno, California. There you go. (laughs) The internet's got to be better somewhere. You'll figure it out. Yeah, well, it's it's in the bowels of the venue. It just is yeah. not really catching the basement. Yeah. That glamour, the glamorous rock and roll life we're living. <laughs> That's it, eh? You'd think that they would just bring the satellite to you, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't expect all that, but I just want people to know that it's just not. <laughs> I'm living the dream, but the dream's not all that. <laughs> I mean, it is. It is. What of whom I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Elon Musk hasn't. You know, he, he should be bringing you that satellite on a silver plate. <laughs> no, no, let's keep that over Ukraine and oh, take right. care of people there. Yes. There's way more important shit going on than a Lamb of God shit. That is true. <laughs> hey, everyone loves a Lamb of God. But, dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the meantime, uh, Omens is out this week. We'll have all the links down here. Take care of yourself, bro. I appreciate it. And, uh, you do the same, and hopefully we're, we're down there on your girls' half of the uh, We'll have the beers ready, brother. Thank you so much. (laughs) Word. Later. Take care, man.